This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, the Josh Bomback, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Dan Lundberg and Eric Eid versus Benchwarmer David Lux and returning player Tim Geving. Welcome back to the bench, Tim. Why don't you take a minute? Not that everybody doesn't know who you are anyway, but we'll just you know say whatever you want. Hey, welcome back. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, nice, nice to be here again. I'm not going to take any time. It's just a lovable loser, you know, the Cubs of the <laughs> of the bench warmers, I guess. Uh, let's go have some fun. It should be a good time. All right. David, how you doing? Let us know what your and Tim's uh, team name is going to be. I'm good. So, one, I'm observing that Josh somehow got a pronoun, and right after that, I suddenly got my last name back. So I'm not even David anymore. I just got to be David Lux. I don't. I think Josh did it by sort of instinctively. Didn't even really think about it. But I'm good. Uh, Tim and I were kicking around some some team names for the slaughter tonight, and Tim said right before we got on that he's just here because he heard that Josh was hosting, and we decided that we are just here for the Chat GBT. So tonight we're going to be here for the Chat GBT. We'll have to wait and find out if uh, it makes an appearance. We'll see. It's like one to a hundred odds at this point. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're safe. Uh, and Dan and Eric, let us know how you guys are doing and what your team name is. Take a walk with me, all right? Uh, my my wife was uh, commenting that we didn't have any pens downstairs where we always have the pens. So I uh, said, you know, being the gracious husband that I am, I go upstairs. I know I have a couple on my nightstand. So I went up to went up and got uh, like seven or eight of them off my nightstand. And that's when I realized I need to clean my nightstand off. So knowing that I had to do that, I started doing it. Found my son's bobblehead of hugo the hornet and uh, because i had it there because his antenna had fallen off and i had to glue it back on so brought that back downstairs got the super glue out started that made a gigantic mess and now i have super glue all over my fingers and on our granite countertop so i'm trying to get that off um so i'm having a wonderful night tonight but i'm teaming with eric tonight so I know that nothing, nothing can go wrong tonight. Nothing, nothing else can go wrong. At least I'm just going to be picking at the super glue off my fingers for the rest of the night. Anyway, Eric, how you doing? I met Thurman Thomas today. Wow. The Thurman Thomas, right? The Thurman. We rolled up to the grocery store. I'm like, what the hell is going on up here? There's like a, all these tents. There's like a mini kids day thing with Bill stuff. And uh, they, the Fisher Price released the the Bills Little People that they do every year that causes a riot in Buffalo. For so anybody that doesn't know about that, they're out, and they're probably already gone. But yeah, so I saw a line, and my wife's like, "Is that Thurman Thomas?" So we ran in, grabbed one of those little people. He signed it. He, um, I did have to bite my tongue. So while we were standing and getting our picture taken with him, he's like, "Oh, we all love the Bills," and I'm like, "Maybe, maybe not." But I didn't say it. I didn't say it. So anyway. Uh, so Dan and I are teaming up, and everyone's like, oh, every time we team up, some immature about herpes. No. No. Josh said we weren't allowed to have a herpes team name. So our team name today is Akuna Matata. It means no herpes. For the rest of your day. It's <laughs> the day. Just the day. We don't know about tomorrow. Just the rest of today. It could, it could flare up at any time. It's, a, it's an inflammation-free philosophy. It is. 
I was so waiting for the gon- the gonorrhea joke to come out right there. Uh, oh, jeez, uh, David, David. I, I just ha- <laughs> I just happen to know everything I know about that is that you get it from a tractor. That's there is a cure for gonorrhea. There's no cure for herpes. Oh, got it. All right, so real quick, I have a couple quick questions for the herpes boys. I mean, sorry, the no herpes boys. <laughs> um, so Dan, that's defamation, man. Dan, <laughs> why? <laughs> Why did you have seven or eight pens on your nightstand? What are you doing with pens? Okay, okay, on that makes that one that that of all the things I said, that's the one that makes the most sense. <laughs> I, I put one in my pocket during the day because I'm walking around, um, walking around the floor all day. Okay, um, and forget to take it out of my pocket, and when I get home, it goes onto the nightstand. All right, I didn't know if you were like doing the New York uh, Times crossword at night before you're going to bed or something. I don't. know. I was just kind of curious. Oh, and uh yeah. Eric Thurman Thomas, do you like him at least? Even though you don't like the Bills as a whole, I don't dislike him. The only there's two Buffalo Bills of all times that I like, um, and it's Willis McGahee and Marshawn Lynch. That's it. Hmm. Okay, all right. Those were my couple of questions I had. Is, so. is Don Beebe one of the uh, Buffalo Bills? Buffalo Bills little people? <laughs> no, he should be. <laughs> he legitimately was a Buffalo Bills little person, but. Uh... All right, anyway, we have here for the chat GPT versus Hakuna Matata. It means no herpes. <laughs> for the rest of your days. Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Okay, today's first quarter will be not sporting haikus. That's Walling's fault. Blame him. Dang it, Walling. It will be the odd one out. The odd one out. For this quarter, there will be three categorized questions containing lists of six items. Teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 50 points. Walling. We're going to have an HR meeting with Walling here, right? Send all of your hate to Walling because on the OT, he pointed out that all of my first quarters are sporting hikers. Well, apparently not all anymore. Thanks, Walling. Not anymore. Not all of them. Now I got to fire Walling after David. <laughs> all right. So question one in the odd one out. I need you to tell me who does not fit amongst the leading scorers from the dream team during the 1992 Olympics. Your choices are Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Clyde Drexler, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, and Chris Mullen, who was not in the top five of the leading scorers. We're going to check in. All right, here for the chat, GPT is checked in. Hakuna Matata, you guys can talk it out. So it's not Barkley. No, he's number one. I know that. And then uh, Jordan, I know. Yeah. yeah, this isn't a tailpipe issue here. He no, no, he he did. 
I think Malone and Mullen both had big. Yeah. Oh, Mullen definitely. Um, I it's it's Bird or Drexler, and you thought you thought Bird Bird, Bird off the bat I just because he I don't know how much older he is than Drexler or if he even is. Um, how I much just older he is just... he or how much older looking is Drexler than Bird? <laughs> Birds look Bird <laughs> looked like he was fifty five the second he was drafted. Yeah, but Drexler looked like he was sixty two. Yeah, is it? <laughs> oh yeah. Who is older? That's a question now. All right. Oh, it's anyway. it's it's Bird by far. Is he? All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I just I figured the older guy would probably have. And what if, I don't even think he cared at all while he was there. I think he cared. I <laughs> this is Bird we're talking about. But yeah, I, I do think that I, I think that he was more relegated to. I don't know if he, I don't know if he started, but I I'm I know he was coming off the bench quite a bit. So yeah, I don't know. I'm good with it. All right. Always always go with your gut with these stupid. Not stupid, you know what I mean. We love these questions. Yes. If they were only a haiku, that would make it even better. But Right. Can we do an odd one out in haiku form? <laughs> I'm sure you maybe could try to find a way to do that. It'd be tough, but yeah, well, let's go with Bird. All right. We're going to check in with um, Lawrence Bird, or just Bird. I don't know his first name. All right. And ChatGPT, what did you guys have? Well, I was thinking the same thing. That's the first person I thought of, too, was Bird. Um, I remember him laying on the ground a lot at the end of his career. Um, that was at the end. You know, Trexler came, went on after that to go play with the Rockets and all that. So I kind of just thought I remember uh, Bird not playing as much. Um, so, yeah, we checked in with Bird as well. Okay. Well, both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Larry Bird. Uh, number one was Charles Barkley, 144. Jordan was second with 119 points. Malone was third with 104. Mullen fourth with 103. And Drexler was fifth with 84 points. Uh, Bird was actually ninth with 67 points. In between there was Patrick Ewing and David Robinson and Scottie Pippen. So good job, guys. Moving on to question two in the odd one out. Which one does not fit in the top five? Of the most world constructors championships in Formula One history. Your choices are Ferrari, Lotus, McLaren, Mercedes, Red Bull, or Williams. And if uh, listeners, if you're not sure what the constructors championship it is, that's the team because each team has two drivers. So the teams that scored the most points for a season. Time isn't going to help us. We're going to check in. Here for the chat, GPT has checked in. Hakuna Matata, you guys can talk it out. All right. So I, I know that Williams and Ferrari are both high up on that list. Okay. I want to say that Red Bull is not that old of a company as far as winning constructor championships. I don't think they've been around that long, but they've won a few of them. They've they've won like three or four in a row. Okay. In like the mid, like like 2010 area. So I don't, I don't want to sound like stupid, but it will. Anyway, Red Bull is in like the, the, the drink company. Yes. Yes. I just want to make sure it wasn't like something else I was not aware of because um, I know absolutely nothing. So the drink company started what? It became popular. Early 2000s. Late, well, late 90s because that's what 90s, when, I was, yeah. when, I, when I was playing football, I was amped up on Red Bull all the time. So gives you wings. So that's what I that's. Yeah. So 98, 99. I know. So, I mean, you figure 25 years. 
and, and that that's that's as far, as far as the country the country the drink has been around. yeah that's what i mean and so that has to be less yeah right? I, I they probably like mid 2000s is when they first started but like i said they they won like three or four in a row so i would take them for for the sheer fact that that would be like so young i would actually think they'd be on the list because you would immediately you know what i mean yeah reverse logic on it but unless um, and and then lotus again that's another one of those ones that why is this on the list unless they're unless they're one of the answers you know yeah unless they're one of the ones that are on it i I think it's a 50 50 shot lotus or mclaren no no i think it's red bull oh you really do i do i i I think red bull is the one that's not on here because they haven't been around okay that long mclaren i would say is 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 definitely maybe even like two or three okay um and i think lotus has to be on because it's lotus i i I really think it i I think red bull's been very very successful lately but i don't think they've been around long enough to have gotten more than like five or six okay championships so I'm, i'm all in all right we'll uh we'll check in with uh red bull Okay, and chat GPT, guys, what'd you guys have? Well, we had basically the same logic, but it went a lot faster because we didn't want to be left talking about something we know nothing about. Not that that stopped Eric and, and Ede, but uh, so we also checked in with Red Bull, figuring it had to be a newer company and figured it was kind of, we went with the banana and the tailpipe, I guess. So we checked in with Red Bull. Well, uh, Red Bull has been around since 2005. Mm. Um, Lotus is currently not in formula one uh so number one is ferrari uh they've won it 16 times dan you're right williams uh they're high on the list they're number two they have nine constructor championships lotus is fifth they had seven championships Uh, mercedes i think rolled off eight consecutive so that leaves us with mclaren and red bull uh one of them is tied with mercedes with eight and that's mclaren so the odd one out is, in fact, Red Bull. They do have five. Um, no other team through the history of Formula One has won more than two Constructors' Championships. So, What country is Red Bull from? Germany? Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. Same ah, difference. That's their home base is Austria. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Try telling the Austrians that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> someone, someone clearly didn't watch The Sound of Music that carefully. So uh, Never, actually. Yeah, okay. All right, so teams, you 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 complained about it. You guys do it just fine. All right, let's move on to the final question in the odd one out. And who is not in the top five of most career touchdowns by a player not in the NFL Hall of Fame, excluding those not yet eligible in 2023? Your choices are Sean Alexander. Corey Dillon, Irving Fryer, Priest Holmes, Steve Smith Sr., and Ricky Waters. Dan, I was just wondering, somewhere amongst all those pens on your nightstand, do you have a, do you have one of your your six sided dice that we can uh, can toss? He can't roll it. His hands are too sticky. That's true. He just sticks to his hand every time. <laughs> my, my my right hand is fine. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> guys, get out of the gutter. <laughs> All right. So so have they have you guys checked in? No. Nobody's done anything except ask for dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 good to go, Eric, if you want to. All right, we'll check in. 
All right, Hakuna Matata has checked in. Chat GPT, you guys can talk it out. We we have very little to go on. The, there are two receivers on this list, and we thought in the era that a lot of these guys played, we'd be more likely to go for a receiver. Fryer just racked up so many touchdowns, though. But a lot of these guys stayed, right? I I mean, I don't know. You would think it would be a receiver, right? Because they could only they they're only catching the ball rather than the running backs have a chance to actually catch. Right? Blah blah blah. I mean, that's the better chance of actually scoring touchdowns because they could score running and. I totally agree. And if it, if it is a receiver, given that there's only two of them, I feel like Steve Smith probably had more than Irving Fryer, so I'd be more likely to go Irving Fryer. Okay, whatever you want. I, I think we're going to run out of time, so just just pick one, Tim. You're the guest. I'm I'm totally good with whatever you pick. Uh, I mean. Let's go with your gut reaction. I mean, you you thought Irving Fryer from the get-go, so let's check in with Irving Fryer. Okay. And Hakuna Matata, what'd you guys have? Uh Dan said Steve Smith. I thought Irving Fryer. So I know Steve Smith has a handful of return touchdowns, so I think that put him over Fryer. So we went with Irving Fryer. All right. Well, before we get into the answers, I will let you know that number six, this is the top six. Number six was one less than two other players. Wait. So let's start at the top of the list, shall we? Number one, Sean Alexander with 112. Makes sense. Number two, Priest Holmes with 94. Number three, Ricky Waters with 91. Tied for fourth, Corey Dillon with 89. Steve Smith. Also has 89, which leaves Irving Fryer the sixth on the list with 88 touchdowns. So both teams got their points. The correct answer was Irving Fryer. Great thought, Eric. I didn't even think about the return touchdowns. I didn't, I didn't even factor in my mind. If that would have, I would have definitely leaned towards Irving Fryer. Great, great thought. They obviously put him one more ahead of Irving Fryer. So, all right. Well, after the first quarter, I mean, not quite as entertaining of a first quarter as a sporting haiku would have been, but uh, both teams did really well. We have a tie ball game, 150 to 150. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. I blame Eric Walling for that. So do I, and I was going to say the same thing. I totally blame Eric Walling. I'm not having fun, and I'm blaming Eric Walling. I I blame Matt. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we have too many Eric's on this podcast right now. It's so it's true. And too many Davids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today's second quarter will be flop turn and river. Flop turn and river. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. 
Was this Walling's idea too? Nope. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. You have a problem with flop turning river? No, I actually like it. But next time you're going to punish Walling, make sure he's on the show instead of punishing us. It's, you, you guys can take the heat to him. Yeah, true. Get him off my ass about sporting haikus and they'll come back. I'm going to do uh, three quarters of sporting haikus next time. You know, again. If, <laughs> I would blame him right. if he ever if he ever showed up to play. Oh. Dang. <laughs> All right. He has the he has the editorial pen though because he's on the OT every week. That's true. Every month. True. Every month, yeah. For now. All right. <laughs> he was on the OT before he was a bench warmer. Is that true? He was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's funny. All right. Question one. When am I? Blue one. Nolan Ryan threw a no hitter. Speaking of walling, got it. I'm down. I'm down to seven. Clue two: the Oakland A's won the AL pennant. Okay. And clue three: Randy Johnson threw a no hitter. Well, uh, Tim, I, I'm sorry. I feel I feel like Babe Ruth standing there calling my shot, but I will get this one. <laughs> Question is, will you get in enough time? Yeah, this is the flop. That's, I was asking him, is he going to get it at, you know, oh, I see. after the flop rather than the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it after the flop. I'm going to get I'm, I have to just piece it well, together. Well, then just check in right now. Just check no, in. no, because I want it because I don't want them to check in and then me, I have to think for a second. Well, if you're that confident, just check in. No, but I don't have it yet. <laughs> I'm saying I will get it. We're going to check in. All right. Hakuna Matata's checked in here for the chat GPT, you guys can talk it out, even though David was flexing seconds after I read the question. So he didn't have the answer, but he was saying he was going to get there. So I would love it if he got it wrong. <laughs> That's fair. I would I would not. Um... <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh, in 1990, I was on a summer internship in Seattle because I was in college. And... Randy Johnson threw a no hitter and I very clearly remember it because some point later, I can't remember when it was exactly, but it was some number of weeks later, the Mariners had a special promotion, which was guaranteed no hitter night. And if you showed up to the kingdom that night and nobody threw a no hitter, then everybody got a free ticket to another game. And I think this was at the tail end of Randy Johnson, I mean, Nolan Ryan's career it was the beginning of Randy Johnson's career, but it was 1990. And that was also uh, still in the Bash Brothers days, and that was when they went on and lost to the Nasty Boys Reds. And so I'm pretty sure the answer should be 1990. Are you all right with that, Tim? I thought you were going to tell me the catcher, the catcher went to Brown or something, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> highly unlikely. Uh, 1990, check it in. Hey, and Akuna Matata, what did you guys have? I think it's a little easier to do than that. I mean, yes, Randy Johnson threw a new hitter, no hitter in uh, 90. But I don't think the A's have won the pennant since 1990. So, oh, that could be right. <laughs> that would have to be it then. So we're going to go with the with 1990. Well, let's check out clues four and five and see if you guys are correct. Clue four: Doug Drabeck and Bob Welch won Cy Young awards. And clue five: David already spoiled it. The Cincinnati Reds won the World Series correct answer is indeed 1990 
So Ryan's no hitters were twice in 73, 74, 75, 81, 90, and 91. The A's pennants since 73 were 73, 74, 88, 89, 90. And Johnson's, he's had technically two no hitters. One of them was a perfect game in 90 and 04. So good job, guys. That was the year actually that Bob Welch won 27 games or something absurd. And nobody's come close to that since. Yeah, so. I, I I saw that. I was like, Jesus, that was a lot of wins. Yeah, yeah. All right, question two, a little bit of a callback on this one. What am I? Ooh. Clue one. I am awarded annually. Chicken. Clue two. I heard it. <laughs> Don't plug your headphones. <laughs> Clue two. I am made of sterling silver. Yes, uh, I was waiting on that. Yes. yes. And clue three, I was first awarded in 1967. Just a reminder, there are more clues. <laughs> Desperate for us to take more clues. Oh, I don't, it doesn't matter. I read them anyway, so. I mean, are we going to overthink this? Probably. Um, should, should we overthink hold this? Hold on, hold on. Let me do a little check in here because I wanted to double check something. Okay. Uh, the first three clues do not narrow it down to absolutely one. So, sorry, guys. So does that wait? So, so does that mean that if we're going to guess, you're telling us right now the clues are ambiguous. So we're, it's, we're at our own risk. I'm telling you there's at least two possible answers at, at this point. Okay, then, then we then we might as well just take another clue because, like, <laughs> unless you unless you want to gamble, knowing that we think we have an answer, but he's already told us that with no apology, <laughs> it may not be the right one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologize. I I didn't uh, I didn't think to double check that part of it. Well, I don't suppose you want to give us another clue that would make it unique. It, it's called a turn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant I meant he could read the first three clues again. Yeah, but I know. Except that would be giving you a fourth clue. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. So if you want the fourth clue, I'm just letting you know, unfortunately for this one, I did a I did a bad. And uh there's tell us what you looked up. I can't tell you what I looked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought I'd try. Nice try. Okay, I'll tell you what. We're gonna take another clue. Okay. I'll check it. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a, I was waiting for it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just want to see what kind of jerks these guys are. <laughs> so Chat GPT has checked in. Akuna Matata. With the information I've given you now, you can either take another clue or you can You want let's, another one? Let's let's take it. Let's figure out what all this right. is. All right. That's all right. All right. Due to my own uh non-full research we're gonna go on to clue four which hopefully will give some better direction clue four i was named in 1985 we're gonna check in okay chat gpt has checked in hakuna matata you guys can talk it out and i can't give you any more insight um than that i've already yeah had to clarify some so they wouldn't have waited to no. name the Lombardi trophy until 1985. That, Correct. 
I was thinking both the either the Hunt or the Hallis trophies, but those I don't think were given out until until the NFL, the merger. That yeah, so that can't be it either. So uh, I mean, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like the? Um, it can't be. It can't be Lombardi because of the eighty-five fact, right? It no. can't be. Unless, for some reason, they never called it that until then. Is it possible? I thought they renamed it like when he died. Like he was. I thought it was like almost. Sorry, I no. say. I say we just. I say we just take take another one because I don't want to miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's let's take the last one. All right. Well, I'm glad you did that because you guys had talked yourself out of what is going to be the answer. And we'll talk about why in a second. But clue five, the Minnesota Twins have won me twice. Wow, it is the commissioners. Oh, all right then. (laughs) Check check that in then. And uh, ChatGPT, what did you guys have for an answer? So... After Eric said the commissioner's trophy after the flop when he thought we were checked in, I thought you guys were sure for sure on the turn trying to throw us off and saying, Oh no, it could be this, no, 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 it could be that. So I was kind of, you know, playing that stupid game. But David's like, No, I really think it is the commissioner's trophy. And we he had said it after the flop as well, but we just couldn't tie it down. We just thought some of those uh one of the first things I said was was one of those hockey or the like the award trophies for like defenseman, goalie, what have you. But then we both came to the conclusion that, you know, they're older, much older. Hockey trophies are a lot older, what have you. But, yeah, we. But all that being said, we checked in with the commissioner's trophy. Well, in the end, both teams are getting some points. Uh, now, I don't know if all these trophies are made of sterling silver, these other ones. But, yeah, there's a few others. I didn't even think NHL trophies. So, uh, this was written not very long ago, this question. I didn't... Uh, put enough legwork into it sorry guys but uh yeah apparently you realized that 1967 was a uh, major year for the nfl uh yep yep <laughs> just when you guys started talking i went oh, <laughs> <laughs> now when you, when, when so, you said like oh i'm not sure like if another trophy was i'm like this would be like a kind of a major one to look at just that's right why off the we top were... of my head i wasn't th- i mean i now granted i didn't well, i guess i did look it up it is made of sterling silver the the Vince Lombardi trophy it was uh but it was it was named after him after his death in 1970 so the flags on the commissioner trophy are all still being sterling silver too they are Is gold that... plated oh but you know you got to plate it over something yeah no i i'm not yeah so they're not mad i'm <laughs> i'm not mad at all That's... yeah so not my best question all right <laughs> i'm just going to let everybody know now i'm officially retiring the sterling silver uh, flop turn in rivers that will <laughs> not ever sterling be one. coming up again in one of Aww. my games. Oh, I thought it was a good question. <laughs> it, it was a flawed question that okay. got more flawed as you guys kept talking. Yeah. So, um, but question three, I guarantee there's no flaw in it. <laughs> so let's All right, we're going to check three. in with Al Leiter. <laughs> that's my most flawed i guess yeah. technically i still like it all right question three in flop turn and river where am i 
Clue one. I am home to the rebels and the aces. Clue two. Knight's Stadium is located in me. And clue three. I have hosted 26 Formula One Grand Prix. Yeah, we're going to have to take one, I think. All right. All right, so Hakuna, Hakuna Matata is going to take another clue. Yes? Tim? Yes? Yeah, we'll take another one. Clues yeah. all around? Yes. All right. Clue number four. I hosted the 1956 Summer Olympics. We can check in. Hakuna Matata is checked in, so ChatGPT, you guys can talk it out. Uh, we need to see, as, right? So 1956 was Melbourne, for sure. As soon as he said the Olympics question, uh, that was the clue, I just said, I'll wait, because I knew David would know the exact city. <laughs> so I didn't even. <laughs> it's 56 is definitely Melbourne, but just out of curiosity, wait, let's go back now. The Rebels and the Aces, I'm assuming they're like footy teams or rugby teams or something. I think they're footy teams, but um, well, I mean, I, that's not my area of expertise. So then, so then we will check in with Melbourne. Yeah, Hakuna Matata. What did you guys have for an answer? Yeah, it's Melbourne. Um, I know the Melbourne Rebels. That's a rugby team. Um, I didn't know about the Aces or the Knights, but I did know about that. And you say something about the demons on the next one. I'm going to be pissed. Go ahead. So, so. One one thing though, Josh, is do you do do you do know the 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 was it the fifty six Olympics were also in Stockholm, right? right. They held uh, the equestrian. 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 <laughs> no, I know. I'm just. Do we know that there's no <laughs> Stockholm Knights or Aces? Do, I, are we I know that Stockholm has not hosted twenty six Formula One. Grand okay, Prix. all right, all, all right, fair. Right. Um, uh, all right. Clue number five. I am home to nine AFL teams. Stockholm. The correct answer <laughs> is Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. So the Rebels are a rugby team, and the Aces are a baseball team. Knights Stadium is a soccer stadium used by the Melbourne Knights. Uh, Formula One's Australian Grand Prix has been in Melbourne since 1996. Prior to that, the Grand Prix was held in Adelaide from 1985 to 1995. So... You'll be happy to know that uh, Australia also calls it soccer. They do. That's why I called it soccer. Otherwise, I would have said football. But, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting that I was able to pull three similar things to Vegas in there. But uh, Vegas will be hosting their first uh, Formula One Grand Prix this uh, fall. All right. So after the second quarter, it's no longer a tie, but it is a very tight game. Uh, Hakuna Matata, it means no herpes, is at 250, and here for the chat, GPT is at 260. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. Game over. Time to go home, boys. That's it. Chat, right? GPT, chat, GPT, chat, GPT. It's yet another edition of Chat GPT pre and post game. I asked Chat GPT to make up plots for movies based on a, the combination of two movies with at least one being a sports movie. 
I know Eric's here for this. <laughs> You're on the wrong team, sir. You're on the wrong team. Actually, I, I think he's actually done. Oh, I th- have you been on? You've been on when I've done one of these, haven't you? No, no. That's all right. This is uh, your first time. All right. You always remember your first time. <laughs> Plot one. The story follows Jason, a member of a working class Jewish family from Scranton, Pennsylvania, who receives a diving scholarship to an elite prep school in Massachusetts. As Jason navigates the rigid social hierarchy of the school, he forms unlikely friendships with a diverse group of students from different backgrounds, challenging the norms and prejudices that define their lives. Together, they embark on a journey of self-discovery, breaking down barriers, and learning valuable lessons about acceptance, loyalty, and the importance of staying true to oneself. All right, we'll, we'll check that in. All right, Hakuna Matata is checked in. Here for the chat GPT, who may no longer be here for the chat GPT. What would you guys have for an answer? So talk it out. Uh, Eric Walling will not be surprised to hear that one of these movies I've seen many times, and that's that school ties, uh, where Brandon Fraser plays a Jewish quarterback from Scranton, PA, and then is recruited to hang out with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and the whole Boston crew. Um, so definitely, school ties is the we think the back half, and then the diving scholarship brought us to Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. So. We're checking in with back to school ties. Is that all right, Tim? As I say, we're checking it in. <laughs> uh, seems like no. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> all right, that's what we're checking. Okay, and Hakuna Matata, what did you guys have? Trying to figure out how this worked. <laughs> diving scholarship. I'm like, what is? I've never heard of a movie with a diving scholarship, and then the 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 prep school, the Jewish prep school. Um, I that got school ties to me, and then I thought, oh, back to school. That makes sense. So back to school ties. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is back to school ties. Uh, so, yeah, the school ties part is pretty obvious, but the Jason and diving, um, that was that was the main character, uh, his name. So, well, you know, if you're not counting Rodney Dangerfield as the main character, his son was Jason. And he was a diver, so. So yeah, I've never, I've never seen or heard of either of those movies. What? What? Yeah, never. Tim, how old are you? Did you not? Forty-two. I mean, you're... back. So for what it's worth, School Ties was like the breakthrough movie for Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, all of these guys. Chris, Chris O'Donnell was in it too, but I think he had been in other stuff before that. All right, let's move on to plot number two. The story follows Phil, a talented yet delusional football player who becomes entangled in a dangerous race against time. When his former teammate is framed for a crime he didn't commit, Phil has just two days to uncover the truth and clear his friend's name. Teaming up with Jack, an unorthodox detective, they embark on a wild and unpredictable journey that takes them from the football field to the gritty underbelly of the city. It's a fast-paced adventure that combines thrilling football sequences with comedic banter and a twist-filled investigation, showcasing the determination of a man willing to risk it all to expose the truth and find justice. I can't come up with anything, Eric. I don't. Uh, I'm usually on top of these. I can't get this one. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't. I got nothing. I really have nothing. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to fi- figure out. Should yeah, we figure I, it out together, guys? Yeah, that's good. Can we do that? I can't stop you from doing that. 
If you want to try to come up with it to both get the points, either way, you either both get the points or you both not get the points. All right. Do you guys do you guys have anything at all? We're thinking North Dallas 40, maybe. But I can't think of anything that would end with North that would. Oh, there's 40 something 40, 40 days and 40 nights doesn't. Work. Nah, that doesn't make any sense. North Dallas forty. 40-year-old virgin? No. Where's football on that? Uh <laughs> well, there's football in North Dallas 40. I mean, there was that movie called North, but but there's no way Josh or ChatGBT would do a would do a uh an Eric Walling um what's it called? Who was it again? Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley, yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, I say we just. I say we just. Nah, we right, I, at this point, somebody... we're just get. I'm gonna call it. You guys. All right. So, Dan, you're halfway there. What's another? Uh, what's another equivalent to two days? Fortnight. Oh, two days. I think you said two weeks. Sorry. Two days. What's another? Forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. There Fort... it is. Ah. North Dallas. Forty-eight hours. Oh my god. Yeah, and, we were never gonna get. We, you Jack, us Jack yeah. is from Forty Eight Hours. Phil is from North Dallas Forty. Oh, Jack wow. is a character. It is the. I don't know if he's the detective or not. But this is like I said. Chat GPT came up with this. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep, weren't gonna get there. So Dan, you were trying to go the wrong direction on it. You were trying to come up with something to have ending in North. But, that is the first. Uh, chat GPT pre and post game that was not answered correctly. It, yeah, we got busted. How how ironic that is. Our name is actually we are here for chat. <laughs> Maybe you're gonna rethink that. Well, let's try the third one. We'll see how you guys do with this one. The story follows a brooding and emotionally scarred man who returns to his hometown seeking solace and redemption. There he crosses paths with a small, struggling horse racing stable and discovers an unlikely connection with an underdog racehorse. Together, the man and the horse form an extraordinary bond as they embark on a journey of healing and redemption, both finding purpose and hope in each other's presence. Against all odds, they navigate the challenging world of horse racing, facing personal demons and past tragedies with the goal of proving that miracles can happen even in the face of overwhelming odds. It's a moving story that explores themes of loss, resilience, and the transformative power of unexpected connections, leaving audiences inspired and deeply moved. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How about this, Tim? Pick that up. Look at this. I was just sitting here hanging out, and this mouse just was running around. What? He ran into this, he ran into this water bottle. He, I'm sitting at my bar. And he was just like, I kept seeing him run around. I'm like, what in the hell is that? And then now, burn it down. <laughs> Look at that thing. We're gonna put him here. You got water uh, in there, big guy. I, I I think I got it actually. Um, maybe. Hold on. Um, I'll I'll think of it in a minute. Hang on a second. How about this? This is maybe maybe maybe. I don't. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because because wait does does that follow the some of the other crap going on in this question? Dude, I'm a horrible movies guy. Like I knew a lot of these. When I you were the one that's here for the ChatGPT. What did you I know because movies? I knew all the other ones. <laughs> it's got to be it. Check it in. You're good. Okay, we'll check in. All right, ChatGPT is checked in. 
Hakuna Matata, you guys can talk it out for a bit here. Okay, so I have Sea Biscuit. Okay. And coming off the end of Biscuit, I don't think it's going to work. So it's got to be something by C. Okay. I have no idea what this movie is about, but Manchester by uh, Manchester by the Sea could be something about a guy going home. Um, it's not Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> and it's not Two If by Sea. So the only other one that I can think of would be Manchester by the Sea Biscuit, but I can't, I, I, like I said, I don't know the movie. 20,000 leagues. Nope. That doesn't, no, no, that won't work either. Unless we come up with something else, we're going to have to do Manchester by the Sea Biscuit, which I would, I would watch that movie. Which movie? Manchester by the Sea Biscuit. Okay. What about, hold on, hear me out, Dan. Okay. So most people don't know that there was a Little Mermaid 2. It was Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. No? All right. I don't think so. <laughs> I got to know. I, I I just want to get out of this half. All right. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do this then. Let's do Manchester by the Sea Biscuit. We'll check right. that in. Okay. And chat GPT, what did you guys have? We also checked in with Manchester by the Sea Biscuit, but I was I really think it sounds even better. The twenty thousand leagues under the sea biscuit sounds like an even better movie to me, but but we did check in with the Manchester by the Sea Biscuit. While it might be a more entertaining movie to see Deep Blue Sea Biscuit, both teams are getting points because the correct answer is Manchester by the Sea Biscuit. I knew nothing about that movie. Nothing. Uh, so Casey Affleck won the Academy. He, uh, yeah. He's a depressed and asocial uh, guy who returns home after his brother dies. He returns back home to Manchester by the sea. I haven't seen it. I'm familiar with it. Um, but then he decides to stay and then I don't, you know, whatever goes along with it. In the end, I didn't have to write this. This is chat GPT. So. I thought it I thought the answer sounded funny. Manchester by the Sea Biscuit. So good job, guys. All right. Well, let's take a look at the scores. Well, the difference is the same, but the scores went up. Hakuna Matata is at 300. Chat GPT is at 310. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth ten points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. List number one for the five on three. I am looking for the 
Major League Baseball leaders in saves per decade from the 1970s through the 2010s. Oh, 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 you mean one for the 70s, one for the 80s, one for the 90s. Sorry, I didn't parse that right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, got saves it. Saves per decade. Saves per decade for each of the yeah. decades. So, yes. yeah, 70s, 80s, 90s, hots, yes. and teens. Yes. Okay, Tim, yep. you, you go back to front. I'll go front to back, okay? Because I could do... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to meet in the middle? But... <laughs> we can check in. All right, Hakuna Matata has checked in. Here for the chat GPT, you guys. I need uh, some answers pretty darn quickly from you. So here, here are the ones that I think I'm relatively confident about. I'm pretty sure the 70s is Raleigh Fingers. I my lean is because this was my sweet spot. There's a ton of guys in the 80s because because um I want to say Tim actually that, that like I was thinking about Lee Smith, thinking about Bruce Suter, but I think it's actually Jeff Reardon. But I could be wrong about that. Goose Gossage started halfway through the 70s, so I don't think that would work. And then who were we, who were the other ones we were kicking around? The 90s, we didn't have anybody. The 2010s, I think maybe it's Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Because he racked up a bunch. It's just and, hard to say because with Rivera, you know, you'd think Mariano would be somewhere in one of these decades. Yeah, but the problem is sometimes when guys span decades, it's super hard. That's why I was trying to think of guys that were super dominant. But Rivera, if anything, Rivera would be the guy in the aughts. Oh, but there's also there's also Trevor Hoffman, right? So Rivera would be the guy for the aughts. So the question it's a question of how many you want to go for. I mean, I'm tempted to go sort of Raleigh Fingers, Jeff Reardon, Mariana Rivera, and Craig Kimbrell and cross our fingers. I don't know how aggressive they're going to be. They'll probably go for all five, but they could easily get all five. And that's so, fine. I, 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 I mean, I'd rather just be safe and get points. So so which ones are you safest about? Which ones do you feel more confident about? I mean, obviously, you're out of the fingers. Kimbrel for sure. And and I I, I feel very let's go three. So then how about Raleigh Fingers, Rivera, and Kimbrel? Oh, I, was, I thought you were, I thought you were more confident with Reardon. I, I, every time I think about it, I think about somebody else who's like the Lee Smith, the, the, the Goose Gossage. Like, there's so many guys there that it's, and Quisenberry is in that list. And 80s is, 80s is rough because a lot of guys are racking up a lot of saves. But so, I mean, I'm actually most confident is the more I think about it with Kimbrel, Rivera, and Raleigh Fingers. But okay, that's it. Let's do it. All right. That's what we'll check in with, I guess. Okay. And Hakuna Matata, what did you guys have? Uh, when I was kind of like David, I, I, most positive in was Rally Fingers. Um, 80s, I sent to Dan, and I'm just like, I, I, the guy, I know he was a twin. He said Reardon. I'm like, that's him. So we went with Reardon. Um, so that brings us to the 90s. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's John Wetland. Um, at 2000s, Rivera easily in 2010s is, is Kimbrough. All right. Just to let you know that four of the decades had at least 25 saves difference between the leader and second place. And the 90s, 90s yeah, had a difference between the top three of only four saves between the top three. But everybody is getting points because... Eric was correctly identified John Wetland as the nineties. So um, just to let you know for the seventies, Raleigh fingers was first with two Oh nine followed by Sparky Lyle and Mike Marshall. Eighties was Jeff Reardon with two sixty four, followed by Dan Quisenberry and Lee Smith. 
uh, the 90s was John Wetland, followed by Dennis Eckersley, behind by two, and then Randy Myers, two more behind that. Uh, the Ots was Mariano Rivera at 397, followed by Trevor Hoffman and both Jason Isring, Isringhausen and Billy Wagner. They were tied for third. And Craig Kimbrell had 346 in the tens, followed by Ken Lee Jansen and Araldus Chapman. So, well done. Eric is going to enjoy this one. Dan may as well. Uh-oh. <laughs> List two, NHL leaders in goals per decade from the 1970s through the oh. 2010s. Oh, God. Every once in a while, I have to throw a NHL question in there. Am I right on the ones I've said so hey, far? You, yes. you said that one yeah, Okay, then go ahead and finish it off. <laughs> okay, we can check in. <laughs> uh, Hakuna Matata has checked in. Here for the chat GPT, you guys can talk it out. All right, so in order of like our, our certainty at this point, the 80s has to be Gretzky. The 2010s almost certainly has to be Ovechkin. I'm really pretty confident that the 70s is, is Esposito. Esposito. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm glad you did it. And and I'm fairly confident the 90s is Brett Hall. Um, I I don't. The 2000s is really shaky for me. I mean, Yager would be a guess. Um, uh, there was that guy, um, that uh, guy who played for the Flames. Uh, I can picture him, and I'm oh, blanking on his name. Uh, Ingen- Aginla? Uh Yeah, yeah, Aginla. How do you pronounce it? Aginla? Something? <laughs> Not how Aginla. you said it. <laughs> not yeah. how you, you had the N and L back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Aginla. Well, I'm, I'm not good at pronouncing names. Lagina. So, so. My temptation, Tim, would be go to go Esposito, Gretzky, Hall, Ovechkin. Like <laughs> <laughs> the hard O. Esposito, Gretzky, Hall, and Ovechkin. What do you think about that? Sure. How, really? Good. Are are you are you at all? Do you have a beat on the on the two thousands that you want to go with? Uh, I like Aginla. I mean, that that could uh, he he scored a lot. And well, do you feel do you feel confident enough that you want to risk the other forty points? Is really what it comes. I down mean, to. it doesn't really matter. They're going to get five, right? So no matter what, I know. But we're going to so go. We, we got to at least try to keep this thing somewhat close. We do, yes. But if we want to keep it closer, we should go for forty, right? <laughs> right. That's my point. That's, oh, okay, okay, that's okay. What I'm saying okay, we need to at least try. We got to get points. So okay, and even then, I'm not even that. I mean, okay, our, our answers sound great, but you know, okay, all right. So Josh, we're going to check in with Gretzky, Hall, Ovechkin, and Esposito. <laughs> Esposito, Esposito, exactly. Right. Which that—that's how uh, Giancarlo. It's Esposito. Is how, the actor? You're oh. a dirty, rotten liar. No, that is not true. Seriously, look, look it up. When he does inter- he's done interviews. He's Giancarlo. He's wrong. Esposito. That's how <laughs> the Italians pronounce it. He's, he's Italian. <laughs> Probably why they made the song. Um. Anyway, Hakuna Matata. What'd you guys have? Well, tell you what we had. Never mind. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> no, you had the first two. <laughs> Just go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's uh, uh, so it's uh, Phil Esposito, it's Wayne Gretzky, it's Brett Hall, um, and then we'll skip to the 2010s because that's what they had too, which was clearly Ovechkin. Um, so in the 2000s, uh, the top three, I believe, are uh, starting at three is Hayduk, uh, Hosa, 
and number one is Jerome McGinley. So we went with Esposito, Kretzky, Hull, McGinley, and Ovechkin. Well, part of me wants to give you uh, no points because you had the incorrect two and three for the 2000s, but uh, punish them, punish both them. Teams, really? Both teams will be getting their points. Um, so in the 70s, Phil Esposito had 509 goals, followed by Guy Lafleur and uh, Marcel Dion. Uh, the 80s, Gretzky, 626, followed by Yari Curry and Michelle Goulet. The 90s was Brett Hull, 464, followed by uh, Yarmir Yager and Brendan Shanahan. The aughts was Jerome Aginla with 350, followed by Ilya Kovalchuk and Marian Hosa. Whoa. You can argue, if you want to argue with hockey reference, go right ahead, sir. I, I kind of do. I I don't think you're going to be right. So um, That's fine. That's fine. And uh, the tens was Alex Ovechkin with 437, followed by Stephen Stamkos and uh, John Tavares. The fact that in the 80s, number two was Gretzky's teammate. That's just that's just uh, and he was behind. So he was at 474. So it was 626 to 474 as the top two. Yeah. OK, well, let's move on to list number three. I need the NBA leaders in rebounds per decade from the 1970s to the 20 through the 2010s. We we shall check in. With two. Oh no, we don't. Oh, well, if numbers. that's what you're uh, firmly <laughs> checking in with, that's... plus plus three. Okay, minus All right, eight. Hakuna Matata has checked in. Chat GPT gonna need some answers pretty quick from you. All right, once again, I'll give you the quick rundown. We're sure about Moses Malone in the '80s. We're sure about Rodman in the '90s. We're pretty sure about Garnett in the 2000s. We're kind of lost because we've thrown around a lot of people for the 2010s. And I think Kareem is a trap answer for the '70s because I want to say that the answer is Elvin Hayes, but if it's Kareem, I'm gonna be really upset. It, but it could very well be Kareem. But my dad says he doesn't work that hard on the court. So you, you try dragging it. You try dragging <laughs> Walton and Lanier up Walton and down the court. Lanier down the court for yeah. minutes a game. Um, so, so Tim, you want to go with Malone, Rodman, Garnett, Hayes, and cross our fingers? Yeah, you had an idea with uh, DeAndre Jordan to the 2010s, and I just, I, I, but I am, I am. Extremely not confident about about DeAndre Jordan. I agree. That's uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, Both those four. All right, Hayes, Malone, Rodman, Garnett, check it in. Yeah, and Hakuna Matata. What did you guys have? I was positive with Garnett for two thousands, Rodman for the nineties, and fairly positive about DeAndre Jordan for the two thousand tens. I originally said Jabbar for the seventies and then thought about Hayes and Eric said, I like that one better. So we went with Hayes for the seventies and we also went with Moses Malone for the eighties. Well, once again, both teams will be getting their points. Those are the correct five. The seventies, Elvin Hayes had 11,565 rebounds followed by Kareem and Wes Unseld. The 80s, Moses Malone had 10,269 rebounds, followed by Robert Parrish and Jack Sigma. Mm. The 90s, Rodman had 9,964 rebounds, followed by Carl Malone and Hakeem Olajuwon. 
the 2000s, Kevin Garnett had 9,288 rebounds, followed by Tim Duncan and Ben Wallace. And the 2010s, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan had 8,653 rebounds, followed by Dwight Howard and Andre Drummond. All right, well, after the third quarter, we have the following scores. Uh, we have a lead change. Here for the ChatGPT is at 420, but Hakuna Matata is up to 450. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today are as follows. Question one. Williams Williamsport bound in reference to Little League Baseball. Question two, sick kicks in reference to Major League Soccer. Question three, here we go again in reference to Major League Baseball. And question four, sick kicks in reference to cleats. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in. On to the questions. Question one in the category of Williamsport Bound. What state will have its first ever team represent the Midwest region at the Little League World Series later this month? I think that's right, Eric. It is. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we can check in. All right, Hakuna Matata is checked in. David, you can talk it Uh, David, you can talk it out because your teammate has left the building. Um, Well, he's... He hasn't left the building. He's just left the room. He did have a um, mouse on his desk. That's true. I do too. Right. It me <laughs> me as well. Yeah. I don't. I don't I have, have a, a live mouse on my uh I have an iron sheet. You have the iron sheet. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Wait, show me that again. Wait, I missed that. I was looked away for a second. Oh, very nice. Uh well, my teammate isn't here, but he has deputized me to go ahead and my thought process is only that I'm absolutely positive it is either North or South Dakota um, because th- I, I remember like turning on ESPN and I, for some reason I watched Little League because I used to live not far from Williamsport. And I think it's North Dakota. Okay. We'll check in with North Dakota for hundred points. Yeah, it's gotta be right. <laughs> All right. And Hakuna Matata, what did you guys have? We checked in with uh, North Dakota fanning. Um. Oh, sorry. This isn't pre and post game. No, sorry, North no. North Dakota for a hundred points. Okay, both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is North Dakota. Uh, Iowa has had fifteen appearances. Minnesota has had seven appearances. South Dakota has had five appearances. Missouri has had three. Nebraska has had two, but Kansas and Wisconsin have yet to have a team really? in the Little League World Series. I was going to say Wisconsin, but I didn't know. I North Dakota. Wait, so what was the answer? North Dakota. North Dakota. Oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> he just Suck said Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He just said Wisconsin. Suck at Wisconsin. Zero. So, yeah. so oh, they after still I zero. said both teams yeah. get their points, the correct answer is North Dakota. I gave you the flavor text about ah, the other states it. in the Midwest I was only, I was only, I was only half paying attention. <laughs> so, North Dakota now has one, and Wisconsin still has zero. Correct. <laughs> Little League World Series. Little, well, too much middle Minnesota. There are, <laughs> There's uh, almost no. There's almost Iowa. nobody. Fifteen appearances. Too much Iowa. Too much Iowa. I will tell you. Give this, Iowa most, something. 
No, they have there's corn. Almost, there is <laughs> almost nobody corn. from North. There's almost nobody from North Dakota, but I know that Roger Maris is actually from North Dakota. So there you go. They have new metal bands. Is it true? Iowa? Oh, I think you're talking about North Dakota. Oh, Iowa has lots of new metal bands. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but they do. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> Let them have the Little League World Series and metal bands. Corn, new corn apparently. New metal bands. New metal. New metal. Sorry. Oh. They got a they got a baseball field in the in the corn. I think it's perfect. All right. Well, both teams increased by a hundred. Difference is still the same. Let's move on to question two in the category of sick kicks. Lionel Messi has scored goals in each of his five games with Inter Miami. How many total goals has he scored in these five games? We'll check in. All right, Akuna Matata has checked in. Chat GPT. You guys can talk it out briefly here and let me know your answer and your wager. Well, I feel like I saw a headline that was something like Messi scored eight goals in five games or something to that effect, but I may be misremembering. But I don't have anything else to go on, Tim. So are you all right with checking in with eight? You're telling me four of the five he's Yeah. I, mean, I think one of them I think three, actually, of the, I think three of the five he scored two goals, is what you're telling me. No, what I'm actually saying is I think it was a hat trick. So that'd be three, five. So so then it might have been a hat trick, two goals, and three singles. Would that add up right? Yeah. A three, a two, a one, a one, a one, I think. So I will say we check, we're checking in with eight for 50 points. Okay. And Hakuna Matata, what did you have for an answer and a wager? Yeah, I saw something. They they just played Charlotte um, like a That's couple great. days ago. And yeah. I, I, I thought I saw the number eight come across on that. So we're also checked in with eight. Both teams will be getting their points. Correct answer is eight. And Tim, you were correct. When you questioned it, he scored twice in his second, third, oh. and fourth games. Nice I was going to say, because I know he didn't, I, I haven't heard of a hat trick, and I, I would definitely would have. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, so the first game he scored, the he scored the game winner on the first one, or, you know, the penalty kick or whatever. Uh, and then he scored two in each of the next three and then he scored a late goal in the in his fifth game so did i just start betting on that now it's a pretty good bet that he's gonna score a goal yep eric i think you should ask oliver what to do done (laughs) uh well the difference got a little more because chat gpt uh only wagered 50 on that one and hakuna matata did 100 so it's a to 650 to 570 moving into question three in the category of here we go again the milwaukee brewers may explore relocation if they do not receive public funding to upgrade american family field if they do leave milwaukee they would become the fourth team in major league baseball history to move twice who are the other three franchises who have moved twice so yeah that's that's it then that's it then it's it's I guess we're going to check in then. Okay, Hakuna Matata is checked in here for the chat GPT. You guys can uh, talk it out a bit here. Let me know your answer and your wager. Your answers yeah, right. and your wager. You got, right, the so... one, you got the ones I was thinking of, the A's and the Braves. Right, the Braves, the Braves for sure, because the Braves are the only one that's won a World Series in three different cities because they won in Boston, Milwaukee, and, and of course, Atlanta. And the A's went Philadelphia to Kansas City to Oakland. The, the only and soon to be one... Las Vegas. Uh, right, good point. The only... Other one that I can think of off the top of my head is that the Orioles used to be the St. Louis Browns, and I think they didn't start in St. Louis. In fact, 
I think they may have started in Milwaukee, ironically, but that may be wrong. It was somewhere further north than St. Louis. God, could it have been Minneapolis? Yeah, I was wondering where the actual Browns went. And it's the Browns, not... for sure, Browns went to the Orioles. I'm sure 100% for that. So I wrote down the teams already, and I think you're right. Um, and for my, my actually, my grandfather tried out for the St. Louis Browns. And oh, really? Back, yeah. Sorry, back in the early. You sure it wasn't the Milwaukee Brewers? <laughs> no, it was the St. Louis Browns, and that's why I... Uh, Can you call him and ask him if he if he was trying out for the Milwaukee Brewers before the uh, St. Louis Browns? No, I cannot. <laughs> okay. They don't, right. they, don't, they don't take phone calls where he is. <laughs> uh, God, rest, God rest his soul. But yeah, let's go with that. I like it. Okay. Um, I, I was curious when you... I like the other two, like the A's and the Braves are the ones that I was definitely set on. And I, my question was, I didn't know if the Browns went somewhere because I know that the Browns were there. For sure. For sure went to the I Orioles. I didn't know how Positive. the Cardinals came about and all that good stuff. So Cardinals were expansion. So, um, okay. So A's, Braves, Orioles. Right. There you go. Check it in for 100. Yep. Okay. Hakuna Matata, what did you guys have for an answer and a wager? Let me jump in before you come in, Eric, because... Uh... What what I was trying to figure out, if it was one franchise, was that the Senators moved twice. The f- but each is not, a different franchise. But they it's were different, different franchises. Correct. Yes. So we had the A's, we had the Braves right off the bat, and then Eric jumped in with the final one. So, so yeah, yeah no, it, it's... Because I wrote a question because when Cleveland was changing their name and everyone's like, oh, they should go back to the spiders. I'm like, they were never the spiders. So that's what made me go back and start looking into all of this. And then there's like, we're on like the third rendition of the Baltimore Orioles because like the two before her have been defunct and all this other. It's, it's just when you go back and look into all this stuff, it's actually pretty, pretty interesting. Anyway, with that said, we, uh, yeah, it's the Orioles, the A's and the Braves for 100 points. All right, both teams will be getting points. Yes, you are correct. And David, you are actually 100% correct on the lineage for the Orioles. They started as the Milwaukee Brewers. They moved to St. Louis to be the Browns, and then they moved to Baltimore to be the Orioles. So you actually did have that correct, which then would mean if the Brewers relocate, Milwaukee will be the first city to lose three major league baseball teams pathetic new york and washington dc have uh, also lost two teams but milwaukee would become the first to lose three as tim you stated if the a's do in fact move to las vegas they will be the first team the first franchise to move three times all right well both teams got their 100 points so uh same difference as the after the last question Let's just move on to the last question of the game, shall we? Question four in the category of sick kicks. During his no-hitter on August 9th, 2023, Phillies pitcher Michael Lorenzen wore cleats made by what shoe company that is more known for being seen at the Summer X Games? Yeah, all right. We will check in. All right. ChatGPT guys have checked in for the final time. Uh, Hakuna Matata. You guys can let me know your answer and your wager. It's Vans for 100. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I can't get off Heelys. <laughs> that would just be insane. <laughs> be the greatest. Oh I would not. Everyone, every pitcher should have to wear Heelys from now on. Anyway, yeah. 
Love yeah, it's, Van, said, it's Vans for 100. Van Morrison for 100. Oh, not pre and post game again? No, no. no. All right. And ChatGPT, what was your guys' answer and wager? We were thinking like airwalks. Like that's another one, right? Like there weren't there airwalks or, there, uh, but yeah, we went, we checked in with Vans as well. All right. For 100. Um, just was to let you Jenko know, both, jeans? Both teams will be getting points. I mean, the Vans is a quintessential one, but so is DC Shoes. That's another big skateboarding mm-hmm. brand shoe and uh wikipedia has 26 different shoe companies listed under the skateboard huh. shoe brands. can you name them please no do they all no, i mean i could i'm not no, but serious to. question no do no they all make do they all make cleats though i don't know no, if they no, all his, make his were his, his were custom his made. are he's so he's been wearing vans cleats since 2020 i don't know if anyone else does they might make them just for him they might ah, just be custom for him oh that's interesting uh, but there are some like adidas has skate shoes and adidas. they have cleats it's adidas yeah in in other countries um but anyway so a number of these do i mean nike has a skateboarding shoe as well so they obviously have cleats but yes are we not going to address the elephant in the room uh, what's the elephant? The, in the, the A's. Is he related to Jared? I doubt no. it. Right. Was never mind. Was, was. Not, well, he still, he still would be related to him. But I he doubt it. Do you want me to look that up real quick? No, no, we're good. No, now I have to. That's, uh... I think it's spelled differently. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't it's mean the same way. I don't mean. I think Lorenzen guy. was Z, wasn't? <laughs> That's what Michael Lorenzen is. It has a Z. Yeah, I thought so. No, I don't know. Is he a lefty? No, he's a righty. But that what, what difference does that make? If he's clearly not related, they're not related because they're, they're not the same right. And how much does he weigh? I'm the only lefty in my family. He's so. definitely not. He is a slender gentleman. Very, very slender. Uh, searching on Michael Lorenzen's JAR does not give me any hits, so I'm going to say no. He is a tall, slender pitcher, drink of water. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, should we wrap this thing up? Because, dear Lord. All right, the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With a more than respectable 770, we have here for the chat GPT. <laughs> Which means our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Bobby Hoying Award with 850 points, is Hakuna Matata. It means no herpes. For the rest of your day. You know who has Sing herpes? it, kid. Uh, I'm, Jared assuming, I'm assuming it was Jared Lorenzen. Pumba? Probably. <laughs> oh, Pumba for sure. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't. <sighs> no, he had hemorrhoids. Timon now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Guttle well. from, from The Little Mermaid definitely has herpes. All right. Tim, Sebastian. is there anything that you would like to say before we call it a night? No, I, I I know he's Look got it. crabs. I do, I do. What? Tim has oh, crabs, Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Is this are we back to under the sea? To your little mermaid mm-hmm. to under, under the, the sea, sea biscuit. Tim, how's the mouse? He's a little wet. Oh my God, Tim! I just have one question. When you move the bottle around, does your cursor on the screen move? No, not this one. It, it's not Bluetooth. Oh, not yet. <laughs> not yet, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a Bluetooth. Uh, 
All right. <laughs> no, well. boys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, it's always fun. You know, I don't give it. You know, I don't care if I come. We in love having you, Tim. This is, we love it. Tim, we we don't. Well, most of us don't care if we win, especially those of us who lose often as well. So uh, join the club. There's a, a bunch of us. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't even know what my record is. It's, it might be it, one and nine. It doesn't one matter. and eight. And, but I don't care. Like, I think I've lost with everyone. I think I've lost with every bench warmer. And, you know, that so. would be impressive. I think you would be definitely the first to have that be. Uh, it's uh, been pretty close. Only the only reason I haven't lost is because I hadn't played with them yet. Fair, fair. <laughs> to be quite honest, like because right. I've well, lost. Well, it we'll well, gives you something that. to shoot for. I, hey, I'm here. I got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> but because uh, I know I lost with Eric, I've lost with David, and I've lost with Dan. So, uh, you know, whatever. It's all good. I like just coming in here and spending some time with you guys. It's. I really appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah. You guys well, are great. Good. We like we like having you, Tim. So anytime you want to come back, you know, you are more than welcome. So on behalf of myself, David, Dan, and Eric, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. He had crabs. <laughs>